Hi, you're listening to the Sermon Recording Podcast of Awaken Church. Awaken is a church of missional communities whose vision is to see individuals experience healing through the gospel, be raised to their fullest potential among community, and sent out to live a life on mission. You can find out more online at awakenvb.com. And if you live in Hampton Roads, we invite you to check out our worship gathering in the Haygood area of Virginia Beach, Saturday evenings at 5 p.m. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon, evening, and welcome to our weekly gathering. For those of you who may not know, I am Leah and one of the women that gets to call Awaken Home. We are in week three of our series, The Faith of Our Mothers, and today I get to share with you some about what it is to be a child of God. One of the great gifts is that we are built for community and relationships with others. In Genesis 1:26, it states, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. In John 1, it speaks of the fact that the word of the word or Jesus was there at the beginning. And this all points to the fact that God himself, along with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, are in community. And in a sense, family. Just as God is in relationship, he gave us the gift of relationship on earth. And a significant one is that of family. Granted, many times we see the fallen version, the imperfect plan of what family is. But at times, we get glimpses of the joy that is for us through family as well. Thinking of being a child of God, I think about what it is to be a child at various stages of my life, and I grow to better understand what, is, what it is to be a child of God. Let's take a minute to get on the same page about this concept of family. I have two great parents, and as a kid, I was told I looked a lot like my dad's side of the family, and as I have gotten older, there is a lot of my mom in me as well. If you ever get a chance to meet my sister, she is blonde with long curly hair, initially very different from me, until you look at our faces, and then you can definitely tell that we are family. Not only looks, but personality. There are even parts of my extended family that have become a part of who I am. My Kentucky meets Wisconsin family with the blend of the mix of travels we have done as a military family. Having grown up with my family, there are some very unique things about us that Neil has had to get used to. For one, when we travel, we tell each other where we are, if we've landed, how things are going, even to the extent of creating shared photo albums. And Neil's family is very much a no news is good news. So imagine the adjustment when he joined us. He is very gracious. <laughs> As I age, there are more and more things about my parents that I realize I do because they are the ones that raised me and I spent so much time with them. I don't think about it. It is just who I have become due to years of spending time with them. No matter how old I am, my parents still consider me their child and though our relationship has morphed from taking care of me as a baby to now as a fellow adult. And here's where God's beautiful plan has a moment to help us understand him better. 
I am his child. So what does it mean to be a child of God? One moment, please. <laughs> I'm going to break down this concept of being a child of God into three stages. As a child, as a young adult, and then as an adult. So let's begin. As a child is to live in love. Romans 8.15 states, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit by whom we cry, Abba, Father. This verse holds so much depth and truth. First, it calls my heart to not be a slave to fear, but that I am adopted. And not only that I am adopted, but that I get to cry, Abba, Father. Abba here is the equivalent of saying Papa or Daddy. The change. The comfort in not being a slave to fear, but to be able to say, Daddy. Mind-blowing. I think of being a child, and I, again, was blessed to have parents that I never doubted their love for me. This is the comfort we have in God. There's love, safety. To be a child of God is to be cared for, to be loved. Some find comfort in this because they understand, and some are skeptical because their worldly example did not let them see a glimpse of it because we are in a fallen world. But it doesn't make these words any less true. We get to call him Daddy, Papa, and the love that goes with it. This is such a sweet stage to be in, but it doesn't stop there. As a young adult is to live in forgiveness. We all make dumb decisions, but some of my dumbest decisions were as a young adult, knowing enough to be independent, but still able to make some bad decisions. Yet, this is one of my favorite seasons to walk alongside people. It's a time that you're questioning and second-guessing what you have been taught, but ultimately making the decisions that form you and making them your own. One of the biggest lies we cling to is that we have to be perfect and can't come to God until we make ourselves clean, we have it all together, we have to get it right before God. And this could not be further from the truth. Luke 15 is an amazing chapter of the Bible that uses three different parables or stories with a lesson to help those listening understand the forgiveness and love of God. There's the parable of the lost sheep, where the shepherd leaves an entire flock to go save the one that walked away. The parable of the lost coin, where a woman will clean her whole house to find that missing coin and then tell all her friends. And then that of the prodigal son. If you're not familiar, let me give you a quick synopsis. A man has two sons. One decides he wants to live on his own and asks for his inheritance. Culturally speaking, it's the equivalent of wishing your father dead. And then he goes, 
spends it all making dumb decision after dumb decision after dumb decision until he is found just eating with the pigs and living with them, essentially. He decided that it would be better to be a servant in his father's house as even though he said, essentially, I want you dead, than it was to live in the life he was living. And here's the sweet part of the scripture is that um, the father who has every right to just be angry and not even give his son a chance. He, in verse 20, it says that while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion, ran to him, embraced him and kissed him. Now, there's more to dig into this story. So go, go check it out at some point with the second son. It's amazing. But the point I am getting to is this part about the grace that the father doesn't just go to him, but runs. And our father runs to us when we choose him, regardless of the burdens and the scars that we carry. I find that when I make these dumb decisions that I feel make me too dirty to go to God, God calls my heart to Psalm 51. And in Psalm 51, you hear, see expressions like cleanse me, create in me a pure heart, restore to me the joy of your salvation, wash me of my iniquity. This reminds me of the grace I live in. My flesh wants to be a slave to fear, but I get to call him Abba. So I understand this love of being his child so much more now. My sin is not so big that he can't handle it. And just as my kids can't rock me so much that my love changes for them, nor can I do that to my daddy God, who loves me more than that. As I grow in faith, the truth of being God's child grows. So we begin our faith journey, that love of God is the joy that we cling to and share. And then we have our young adult stage in which we fight with our flesh and what we know. And these stages of my walk don't leave, but become a part of a bigger picture of being a child, which leads to the next stage. As an adult is to live in guidance. As an adult, I better understand my parents. I realize that decisions they had made had a reason that I didn't quite understand because they were protecting me. They are more like friends than parents at this stage, but I don't stop being their child. I still want them to give advice to help me make my grown-up decisions. I find that the idea I had when I was younger that adults had it all together was really just adults being in a season of not knowing anything but not being afraid to ask. The trust for God has been built. Not to say there aren't still struggles, but the deepness is there. It is more naturally, natural for me to go to him and as a result, be like him. One of my favorite scriptures to go to is Psalm 1. In verses 1 through 4, it says, 
Blessed, blessed is the man who's, who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in all that he does, he prospers. Let's take a moment to dig into this a little. The actions go from walking to standing to sitting. These actions are progressively more stationary. As an adult, I have seen these patterns in my life when I choose to take the counsel and guidance outside of God. I get to be more in the stage of the prodigal son. But as a child of God, he wants me to spend time with him. And again, even though I have those moments of prodigal son moments, he welcomes me with love. A life spent in God and letting him fill you with his truth is subtle and takes time. So think of that tree. Blessed is the man who delights and spends time with God. In verse 3 again it says, He is like a tree planted by streams of water. The tree soaks up the water. I love planting. I'm really just an old soul in a younger body, but I love planting. And if you've ever seen a tree when it first starts, it starts as a twig, right? And the more years it soaks up sun and water, the more years it grows into what it is meant to be. This is our life as a child of God. As we grow and find elements of our earthly family that have molded us, so too does our faith journey and acceptance as adopted children of God mold us. Before we know it, we've spent years and our relationship has changed. We go from wanting to soak up all the love to rebelling to being still and trusting. We grow more into who God has called us to be. As an adult, I come to appreciate the need for guidance in my life. As a child of God, I get to make decisions and pray over them and go in confidence that I'm not alone. Will struggles be there? Yes. Will I doubt? Yes. But as I grow, I find that I live in some variation of these stages, stages all the time. To be a child of God is to live in love, forgiveness, and guidance. Regardless of what examples this world has given us, each and every one of us, we are no less beautiful, a beautiful child of God. So as we conclude, I want to leave you with some questions for thought and hopefully discussion this week. First is our head question, the knowledge and the knowledge, yes. In what way does our relationship with God grow over time? Again, in what way does our relationship with God grow over time? The second question is our heart question. 
So how is this changing and impacting our relationship? The question is, what aspects of your life do you need to surrender to fully accept your adoption as a child of God? Again, what aspects of your life do you need to fully surrender in order or to surrender in order to fully accept your adoption as a child of God? And finally, the hands question. How does this truth lead you to action? So in what ways are you going to actively grow in accepting your place as a child of God? In what ways are you going to actively grow in accepting your place as a child of God? I hope and pray that God's words have spoken some truth to you, um, that you grow and that your life is changed and you are that tree that soaks up the truth of God. Accept being that child of God. Have a good night.